Ah, it's Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. And it's time to talk to the uh, director of athletics at Baylor, Mac Rhodes, joins us. And, uh, Mac, it's fun to get to talk to you. What an incredible weekend this is as we, as we all descend upon Waco. And I'm just curious, was it um, your first home Baylor homecoming? Think back to it. Was it pretty eye-opening? I mean, I'm sure some of your previous stops had homecomings. But we sort of take things pretty seriously with our homecoming at Baylor and are proud of the biggest homecoming parade in the country. And I think the first homecoming in the country did it. Uh, was it had you I guess you'd been prepared for it, but was it still pretty eye opening that first homecoming? Yeah, no homecoming here, no doubt, is is really, really special. And as you said, you know, we we take it pretty darn, pretty darn serious. You know, it was interesting <laughs> because I I uh, obviously you know, previously that the Baylor was at Missouri. And so there's been this big argument that Missouri is the, the oldest homecoming and, and, um, <laughs> and not Baylor. And so I, I do vividly remember uh, many individuals coming up to me and said, Hey, just so you know, Missouri is not the oldest homecoming Baylor is. And so uh, people <laughs> straighten that out for me uh, pretty, pretty quickly. <laughs> now have you 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 got to get ready for these games and you have things to do and people to see have you been able to get out for the parade this 11 a.m start puts a little bit of a kibosh on the parade for those of us that have to get out to the games early and i know shockingly you'd be a little surprised to hear that i actually get to the games fairly early uh for radio purposes uh, but have you have you at least had gotten to spend a little time out at the uh, at, at the parade here in the past? Yeah, in the in the past, I've, I've been able to do that. And, um, you know, last year was was kind of special because it was it was BYU. And so, you know, both the uh, BYU president and athletic director were, were part of the part of the parade. And um, and so, yeah, I, we've, we've been able my family and I, Amy and, and, and the girls and and now son-in-laws, right? And and now and now grandson um, have have enjoyed the parade in the in the past. And you know this one's going to be a little bit challenging, as you said, with a with an 11 a.m. start. And uh, so, don't know if I'll, I'll if I'll be able to get to to get to, to this one. But um, I know that uh, it will be a a uh, another you know great parade and, and a lot of a lot of Baylor family people there uh, attending. Maybe you could, you know, cut the pregame workout, the Mac Rhodes pregame workout one time, okay? If you need yeah, to skimp maybe, on that. Maybe. Well, <laughs> I'll contemplate that tonight. So. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Bears off to a 3-3 three and three start after being predicted to win the conference. And I'm just wondering how you as the AD uh, assess that. And, uh, and uh, you know, obviously what you attribute that to and then kind of what, you know, you're an optimistic guy. What kind of gives you hope they can get things rolling here? Yeah, I think, you know, first, you know, I'm, I'm probably, you know, our, our toughest critic and, um, and, you know, I, I think three and three, you know, if, if we were at all, you know, go back six games ago and say, Hey, after the first six, we're going to be, be three and three. I think we'd all, all be disappointed. And that's just being very, very real and, and very, very frank. And so, you know, um, I was particularly, you know, probably most disappointed after, after the West Virginia game. And as everybody knows, that's a, that's been a tough place for, for Baylor to play. And, 
but I but I thought it was a game that that we could have won and, and should have won, and you know, and and that's not taking any anything away from from West Virginia. So, you know, why uh, I think we we've, we've just been a smidge off, um, you know, either either offensively, defensively, and 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 or special teams, and we just haven't played a game yet where all three of those 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 phases have played at a played at a high level and you know coach talks about complimentary football just don't don't think we've done that yet and um even even in the games that that we've we've won um I'm, I'm not sure that we've we've done that really really well and so i don't think we're far off and so when you you think about the the next six in in front of us uh i really truly believe we we are a a really good football team and you know the the challenge obviously is keeping everybody together, keeping everybody on the same page, and I think Coach Aranda does a great job of of that. And you know I know they had a a, a great week of practice, and so you know new season we're you know O and O, uh, and we we need to you know obviously play a a very very much improved Kansas team, and Coach Feipold has done a great job there. But um, you know I've I've got great optimism. Um, in terms of the this this next half or this second half of the season, yeah, Kansas is not as reliable a homecoming opponent as they once were, are they? They've kind of they've. <laughs> they, I wish we'd had a little heads up that this was uh, this was coming, but it is interesting because even last week, I think they were listed as the homecoming opponent. I guess that was OU. And even with their backup quarterback, they are a tough program. You mentioned uh, Lance Leipold. I mean, I. I hope I hope that uh, they get to keep him because he's become a hot name in coaching. Mac, I do like the fact that some of these guys in their their fifties now are seen as like hot coaching candidates. Don't you kind of like that? The guys like in their late fifties or now for a while it was you had to hire somebody in their in their early forties or late thirties. I, I do I do kind of like that about Leipold. Yeah, I, I just think with Coach Leipold, I think you know for for me, um, I think, I just think he's a really really good person. He's he's really good for for college football, and he, you know he had such great success at at you know lower levels when you think about divisions and uh, and for him to have you know finally you know get get the opportunity to be at a at a power five level, he he has certainly made the most of it, and you know year year two has got got things rolling and. You know, you hate it for them that that they had the the injury to, to Jalen Daniels, and you know, from from what I understand, not just a, a really really good good player, great player, but a but also a great young man, and you know, and I think Jason being their their backup is is playing really really well. So it's it's going to be you know quite a task for for us you know tomorrow at at 11 a.m. and you know I I think we're going to have to play well um, certainly all three phases play complementary football. Um, in in order to, to to have a chance to 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 beat a really good Kansas team, talking to Mac Rhodes, director of Baylor Athletics, on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, uh, reports that the Big Twelve is getting closer to having a media rights deal done. Some of that comes from the commissioner himself, Brett Yormark, saying he thinks in the next week or two this could happen. I, I'm just wondering how surprised are you? You've seen negotiations over the years like this. How surprised are you at how quickly 
something like this seems to be getting done, I, I seemingly that would be a great sign for the Big 12 because it seems like they, you know, they've come together on terms maybe quicker than we had anticipated. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, we're we're really optimistic, and uh, and again, I think Commissioner Yormark spoke spoke to that. I, I think it says a lot, you know, Matt, that you know our two our two TV partners, you know, they they are you know uh, right now primary in terms of college football and and certainly and certainly basketball, men's and 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 women's basketball. But uh, I think it says a lot that uh, both partners wanted to, wanted to have conversation and engage in in trying to extend our current deal, you know, uh, before we, they, they ever had to. And, uh, and so the fact that they, they both agreed and wanted to do that. And then, you know, they, they've been very, very intentional. And I think, you know, that the conversations uh, between, you know, between the big 12 and, and both of those, those media partners have been very positive. They've been very meaningful. They've been very efficient, you know, not a, not a lot of, a lot of wasted time. And I think they've been very genuine and sincere. And, uh, you know, I think both ESPN and, and Fox, you know, really, really want to, to see a new deal get done or an extension, however you, however you, you, you look at it. And certainly we, we the, the Big 12, want, wants the same. And so uh, I, I think that's going to happen. And, you know, again, uh, like, like Commissioner Yormark said, I think it's something that, that happens here, you know, sooner, sooner rather than later. And uh, I think it's, you know, going to be really, really good for the for the 12. You know, we'll we'll navigate the 14 until until the uh, the end of the 24-25 uh, academic year. But uh, I, I think the the Big 12 is really, really well positioned when we think about the five Power Five conferences. When we think about you know the CFP and expansion, um, the the Big 12 is is going to, is going to be viable. And you know what? What I think I'm, I'm most most proud of. I think Baylor has done its part and has has played a big role in that. I think Baylor certainly has. You brought up the CFP expansion. The commissioners met, and they still haven't uh, approved a new expanded playoff. It seemed like the presidents were telling them uh, pretty directly, "Get this done. It's time to get it done." Um, how did you read what happened yesterday in Dallas? with that particular meeting? Because I think Bill Hancock's saying, hey, time is not on our side. And we've been saying this over and over, and I think everybody's optimistic maybe that they can get something done. But at some point, you do have to pull the trigger to get this expanded playoff in place by 2024. Yeah. You know, I, I, I still think that we, we've got some time, and, and I think that, you know, probably, you know, um, this this calendar year is is the timeline, and you know um, obviously you know talking with with Commissioner Yormark, I, I still think you know people remain positive that we can get something done for the last two years of the the, the current agreement. Um, you know, there's there's you know issues of, of bowl games and and how does that work out and play out in terms of in terms of you know the 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 twelve teams and. And, uh, you know, not, not the first round, but, but certainly the second round and then, you know, revenue distribution. And so look, they'll, they're, they're a bunch of smart people in that, that room. And, and, uh, I think, you know, they'll, they'll find the, the right landing, landing spot. And, you know, I, I certainly still, still anticipate, 
you know, the, the, the 12 game expansion, you know, happening the last two years. Where do you stand on those bowl games? There's a movement to get these uh, first couple of rounds on campus, even into the semifinals uh, of the playoff. Let's get those on campus. I, I guess there's reasons to go either way on that. How, as we kind of get closer to coming up with something, how do you kind of lean? Because obviously you've had some great experiences with bowl games, but you also know how fun it is to play those things on campus. There seems to be a movement among some presidents or commissioners to try to get this on uh, even more games on campus. How, where do you kind of lean on that? Yeah, I, I, I think that there's a sweet spot. And, uh, and, you know, that's, that doesn't mean to be the, the political answer, but, but I think, you know, having, having first round games on, on campus, you know, I, I think that, that creates great, great excitement in terms of that, that particular community. But, you know, like we're doing now with, with the existing, you know, playoff system, I, I think we've, we've got to find a way to incorporate those, those bowl games, those, you know, so to speak, as, as we used to refer to them, the New York's, New Year's Six bowl games and and um, and I think we need to do that and uh, I think at the end of the day we can we can do that. All right, are you with Scott Drew on expanding the NCAA tournament? I, you know, it's it's so much fun. I it's it's the old don't, if it's not broke don't fix it kind of thing. Uh, sixty eight seemingly has felt about right or sixty four over the years. Getting over a hundred and getting maybe what two thirds of teams, uh, or maybe at least a third involved. Where where are you with that? You've always been at places that play great basketball, and you love this tournament like a lot of us. Do you would you be open to expanding that number on the NCAA tournament? Yeah, that's a great question, and um, you know. Uh, Scott and I have had some some conversation about it, and and I think you know he's he said that, and he's he's coming from a perspective of you know somebody that that you know coached at at Valpo, and and uh, you know when you think about inclusivity and, and and all of those things, and you know I, I think I'm somewhere in between. I think you know there's there's room for for adding a a few more teams, but but probably being really really careful where that that cutoff is because. Um, I, I do think you, you still have to earn a spot. You, you've got to earn your way there. Um, I don't. I don't want it to get to get watered down. You know, we've got what 350, you know, plus um, Division One programs. I can't remember the latest number. Maybe three, somewhere between 350 and three 365. But you know, could could I, for example, live with you know 25 percent of of those teams, you know, playing, playing in, in the, the NCAA tournament, you know, that, that's probably something at least from my lens um, and, and for someone that, that absolutely loves this, this game, you know, I could, I could probably support that, but I don't know that I could do anything, you know, north of that. Um, so I do think there's a, there's a little bit of room for, for expansion. All right. Mac Rhodes on the Matt Mosley show ESP in central Texas Foster Pavilion, put on your uh, work or your construction hat for a little bit. The uh, There's a beam 
that has gone up there. They've done a lot of you know pre-foundation work, and they've been moving a ton of dirt out there. But now there's a there's a, an actual post that's coming out of the ground. Um, give us an update, and and how significant is that moment as uh, as we get excited about hopefully getting the the Foster Pavilion opened up in uh, the 2024 portion of the uh, college basketball schedule. Well, it's. It's significant, and you mentioned it, right? You know, the first four months, just, you know, all of the, the foundational pilings that, that, that had to be drilled and poured, and um, certainly, you know, uh, a, a bunch of them, and, uh, you know, finally getting past that, that phase, and then now starting, you know, had to, had to build the, uh, the crane that, uh, that will actually erect the, uh, the structural steel. But uh, beginning that process, um, I think it's significant. And I think, you know, the, the, the Baylor family will start to see uh, just the shape of the, the pavilion and the development center come up with the structural steel. And so I think that that will be really, really, really cool. And, you know, right now still still on track to, you know, play that, that first basketball game in, in January of, of 2024. And so certainly looking forward to that. And then uh, opening up the uh, – the uh, the basketball development center you know a little bit later sometime in in spring and, and summer of 2024 okay i'm already working on one recruit for that 2024 portion of the schedule all right so uh there's make, there's... make, it, make it a good one <laughs> i promise this is this would be a good one if they can uh, if they can bring him in and scott's been known to to land these guys well listen this is going to be a lot of fun cannot wait to see you out there as baylor and kansas get it on at 11 a.m tomorrow mac uh, thanks for doing this great catching up thank you matt appreciate it remember in basketball we don't need shooters we need makers all right (laughs) okay i like that mac Rhodes. we don't need shooters we need makers that's a that's a good. I, I would like that to be his sign off every time he comes on with us. Now, 